Chapter 143 The Portal and the Reason As Deng Tai'er's six sixes buzzed and chirped, Zhao Xianxu's soul, that failed to ascend to the heavenly gate and lost its physical attachment, still lingered, floating in midair. With the blade in his hand, Xu Fenyan slowly stepped back, mocking. It's what they say. Even a centipede won't die easily. These stubborn old Taoists just won't let go. Zhao Xian Su, who was unable to enter the heavenly gate, turned his gaze back to the ocean where the golden light was pouring, his eyes filled with a mixture of emotions. Deng Tai'e asked, Old Celestial Master, now that all hope is lost on ascending in this lifetime and your physical body has been destroyed, why not take advantage of the opportunity while your soul is still intact and find a good vessel for reincarnation? Zhao Xianxu stroked his beard and said, I made a solemn vow in my younger days of seeking my place in the heavenly court. If I am to die, then I shall perish. I have no interest in the inferior transcendence. Deng Tai'e asked calmly, People said that the Taoist disciples have the ability to predict fortunes and determine life and death and historical events. So, how could you not have seen your own fate? Zhao Xianxu shook his head and said, Imagine fate as a speeding chariot, and within it, a moth is flying. Now, consider this. Why will that moth not collide with the walls of the chariot? Before Deng Tai'e could utter a word, his sword box slowly ascended, trembling. The lid of the sword box opened, and the exquisite six sixes pierced through the air. He waited patiently for the sixes to soar into the air before he spoke. I have never indulged in contemplating one's fate. My faith lies solely in the swords in my hand, ever since I became a swordsman. With a smile on his face, Deng Tai'e bent his finger and flicked. The twelve sixes aligned themselves in a straight line before him, as if dividing heaven and earth. The sky echoed and churned, reminiscent of the battle on the East Sea. Zhao Shensu narrowed his eyes and said, Such an extraordinary portal. I am taking my chances and crossing it. And I'd like to see how you're going to stop me, Deng Tei. The Grand Master of Mount Longhu really stepped forward, crossing the abyss with a single stride. Up above, the sword formation resembled a magnificent rainbow stretching across the sky. In a blink of an eye, his soul was shattered into nothingness, obliterated. Suddenly, Deng Tai'er's expression turned furious as he said, You cheeky bastard! Deng Tai'er moved behind Xu Fenyan and firmly grasped his collar, attempting to throw him backward, but to no avail, as the powerful surge of purple aura engulfed 
Prince Xu. The words of Zhao Xuanzu before his demise echoed in the air. If I cannot alter my own fate, I shall seize this opportunity and transfer the calamity of Mount Longhu onto you, kid. The purple aura surged over. Although the sword formation had disrupted a significant portion of the purple aura, about 20 to 30% still managed to find its way into Xu Fenyan's body. And now he was devoured by the majestic aura in purple. A catastrophe. Miss Tihi turned around, her gaze fixed on the black and red mark on Xu Fenyan's forehead, and forced a smile. Not one of Schadenfreude, but with a sense of melancholy. She tiptoed and reached out to touch the darkened mark on his forehead. Stunned, Deng Pai'e did not stop her. It was always cold in Northern Liang. Back then, on a snowy winter day, a little girl was begging on her knees by the side of the street, offering herself to raise funds to bury her mother. Born into the lowly ranks of society, the girl had a father whose compulsive gambling had left them in destitution. On that fateful day, her mother, ravaged by illness, sent her away and prepared a pot of soup laced with poison. By the time the girl returned, she was left with two lifeless bodies lying on the floor. Out on the bustling street, adorned with fine clothes, spirited horses, and luxurious furs, no one spared a glance at the girl on the brink of freezing to death. Later, a grand carriage passed by, and a young nobleman dressed in splendid white attire descended and approached her. By his side stood a beautiful woman with eyes full of disdain. The young nobleman took a freshly gifted pearl harpin from the woman's hair and placed it in the girl's mother's hair, asking her if it looked beautiful. The young girl, tears streaming down her face, replied that it did. He patted her on the head, chuckled, and said nothing. He climbed back onto the carriage and left, but soon after, a team of men came over and helped her bury her mother. On that winter day, the young girl knelt by the grave and met Huang Longshi for the first time. All these years, her sole hobby, aside from killing, had been collecting hairpins. Earlier this year, as they stood side by side on the edge of the cliff at Mount Kuanglu, enthralled by the gorgeous scenery, she realized that he was the young nobleman in splendid white attire years ago. As far as she was concerned, whoever threatened to hurt that young nobleman, whether a first-grade maester or an immortal on earth, would seek their demise. To her, this was the only thing that made sense. <laughs>